Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk all about AEW Dynamite, the go-home show for full gear, and we get into Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker. We also get Bully's prediction on that. And we also get into Moxley and MJF from last night. A lot to do right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, before we get into what Britt Baker said on Dynamite last night, let's go back and listen to a little of what she had to say right here on Busted Open. At the end of that segment, people are chanting DMD. How did that feel for you in that moment? It definitely motivated me because um, she ripped me to part. I mean, she literally ripped me to shreds. So I was kind of in shock for a second. It was very surreal hearing everything she was saying to me and even like everything that she went through. That It was very real and raw. And and that's totally her, her digs at me aside. Like this girl is, is a real life role model. Everything she went through, everything she's overcome. And now she's standing in a ring wrestling against the top girl at AW. Like hats off to her. But this is my house, and the fans know that. They told you that. This is my house. I think they're, they're, she has her hardcore group of fans. I mean, this girl's a star. There's probably people that don't even watch wrestling that watch her family's movie that want to watch this match just because they're a fan of her and the story. She's a worldwide star, and I can't take that away from her. Actually, I, I would like to be what she is one day. But when it comes to AEW, this is my house. You can't come into my house and tell me that you laid the foundation down when you didn't lay a single brick. I'm happy that she said every single word she did in that promo because this is the most fired up I've ever been. And it's not every day that I get to stand in the ring face-to-face and, and do a back-and-forth promo with someone. And that, that was really exciting. And, and it did, even, even though she was cutting me deep, I mean, that, that she certainly was cutting me deep, it was very um, motivating because I did feel how raw she was and I did feel like she was angry. And I don't think... She's angry at me. I think she's angry at the situation. But what she told me that I I don't have what it takes to be a star. Okay, well, if you meant to say it or not, you said it. I'm glad you did because now all bets are off. You're cleared. Let's have a match. Let's go on this Saturday. All right. Now, if you want to hear the full interview, go to uh, the SXM app or subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. Uh, Bully, I mean... Listening to Britt Baker right there, and then I'm gonna we're gonna play the promo from last night. But listening to Britt Baker there, why would I want to boo her? Why would I want to boo her? And why would I? First of all, 
bully, she was extremely complimentary about Soraya. She she called Soraya a star. She even said, I'm not even the star that Soraya is. She's somebody I look up to, who I want to be like one day. Like, listening to those words in that interview yesterday, I'm like, wow. Everything she's saying is 100% accurate. And normally, I'd be talking about this promo and saying, Brit went into business for herself. She's telling too much of the truth. She shouldn't be doing that because she's the heel. That's completely the opposite of what I'm saying now. It's because Soraya put her in this position. What Soraya should have done when she came into AEW and had her first face-to-face with Brit two weeks ago or whenever they did that promo two weeks ago, Soraya should have said, yeah, I've wrestled in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I've wrestled in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, I've wrestled at WrestleMania. Yeah, I've done this, I've done that, and I have a movie about my family. But none of that matters right now, Britt, because AEW is your house, and you laid the foundation, Britt, and you're the face of the place, and you built it brick by brick. But make no mistake, bitch. The this big house that you built, I'm walking in the front door and I'm taking the keys from you. Now she has put over AEW, she has put over Brit, she has put her past achievements on the back burner, which makes AEW look even bigger. And she tells her, I'm going to beat you in the middle of the ring and then I'm going to earn the right to call AEW my house. Now it's a baby face promo as opposed to I did this, I did this, I did this. Soraya cut a heel promo because at her core, I believe Soraya is a heel. Well, I think she's going to be treated as a heel on Saturday. I agree with you, Bully. You humble yourself, you put over the company, you put over your opponent, and then finally you put over the pay-per-view that you're trying to sell at full gear. That's what should have happened. It did it. Boxing lives on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Oh, you are such a Come on. You suck at boxing. Come here. You're a Get in this ring now. I like what Jake Paul is doing, chasing down a fight against Tommy Fury. Jake Paul is making it fun. He's trash talking. This is a fight I want to see. Randy, you have got to be kidding me. This is like a sideshow. This guy couldn't win the Golden Gloves. We need the greats fighting the greats. And there's so many great champions right now. At the fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Who do you got? Soraya, Dr. Britt Baker, full gear, sold out crowd in Newark, New Jersey. Who do you got? So I thought about this long and hard. Especially the long and hard part. Wow. What? Hey, yo. Thank you, Scott, from heaven. God bless you. You want to make this situation all right? Here's how you do it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Don't get hot, brother. Just waiting for, you know, this whole time for it, you know. Lock up. Side headlock. Tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, clothesline, cover, one, kick out. Look at each other. Lock up again. Reverse the side headlock. Arm bar top, wrist lock, go behind, takedown. No, I'm only kidding. Here's how you make it all right. All right, listen in. 
Well, I, I was actually Maxim- you, you did some good play-by-play there, Bully. There you go. Okay. So I believe that they have the absolute best match that they possibly can with, with Soraya being out for five years. You know, I've always talked about ring rust and stuff like that. You have Soraya fighting from underneath. There is no way in hell with the amount of matches that Britt Baker has had and at the level Britt Baker is performing right now, I don't believe that Soraya should be able to hang with Britt as well as the Soraya from five years ago. Have her fighting from underneath. They have an absolutely great match. Britt Baker goes over. Soraya should be crying. She should be crying because it's her first match back. It's a bigger deal. Soraya, to me, is Rocky in Rocky 1 right now. Because coming back after that five-year hiatus and the severity of her injury, what she should want right now, the number one thing she should want right now is to have a great match. Win or lose, win or lose, just get that one great match under your belt. One good match under your belt. And there she is crying. And after all is said and done, Dr. Britt Baker does look at her. And listen, Britt did put her over. Britt extends the hand of friendship and helps Soraya up. The two girls hug. Those two girls hug in Jersey. They're getting the standing ovation that you talked about. Britt Baker raises Soraya's hand, shows the respect. Soraya then in turn raises Britt's hand, shows the respect back. And then Britt Baker blasts her in the back of the head. What injury did Soraya sustain back in the day? Her neck. Exactly. Boom. Go right after the injury. One shot, back of the head, back of the neck. Soraya goes down in a heap. Britt Baker stands over her. That crowd will most likely boo Britt out of the building. Now, there's always the chance they're going to cheer her for whatever reason, because sometimes an AEW crowd can be unpredictable. But that's the way I would go about it. That's the story I would tell if I was booking it. Soraya does not have to go over to get over. And she's over already. The story to me here is getting that match under your belt and then having that emotional sit down with Renee where she's like, all I wanted that was this match. I've never thought my career would be taken away. This match meant so much to me. And after all of the bullshit that we spoke to one another, thank you, Britt Baker, for having this match with me because it was one of the best ones I had in my life. But what you did to me afterwards was completely uncalled for because I waited five years to get my career back. And after that match was over, you almost took it away from me again. I had to go back to the same doctors that cleared me just to make sure that my neck was okay after you you forearmed me in the back of the neck. That's the story that I would tell. I, and and with your story, Bully, you accomplished two things. You know, you set things right with Soraya and the AEW fan base, and also you get some booze for Dr. Britt Baker. Because if Dr. Britt Baker loses the match and does what you said about raising Soraya's arm, the fans are going to love Dr. Britt Baker, and you're going to have to change her character moving forward. If Dr. Britt Baker beats Soraya, that crowd isn't going to be thinking about Soraya. All they're going to be thinking about is Dr. Britt Baker and how the AEW beat 
the WWE. That's how that fan base is going to look at that. Your scenario and your story, Bully, is a perfect one because, you know, it. I hate to say it, but everybody wins in that scenario because you're right. After being out of the ring for five years, that's a very, very long time. By the way, I look back at her matches, even before those five years, between 2016 and the time that Soraya had to step away, she only had two singles matches. All her other matches were tag matches. So that's going back to 2016. That's a long time, Bully. To have that type of... This is a championship match in front of a sold-out crowd. Let me ask you, Bully, uh, what kind of... Oh, go ahead. I was going to I was gonna add a little bit to it, a little bit more emotion. The match is over. Soraya's crying. Britt helps her up. They're looking at each other. Soraya asks for a microphone, and Soraya says to Britt, Hey, girl, you're right. This is your house. And Britt turns around, and she says, Soraya... You're welcome in our house anytime you want. Those people are going to be so emotionally invested right there. The raising of the hands and then the blast in the back of the head. You bitch, you scumbag. Now you're back on track. I, I love it. You boy. give this time to play out. You give the match time or you give the match whatever time it needs for Soraya's comfort zone. Remember, to me, you have to build this match around Soraya's comfort zone. Hey, girl, how long can you go? What, what, what do you have in your tank where you won't be exposed, where you're not going to blow up? I'm not going to say she's going to blow up, but there's always a good chance when you're away that ring rust will blow you up. And I think fans need to understand that going into the match that – you know, you're going to have to understand, there's going to be a lot of ring rust for Soraya. That's just natural. Listen, she could spend, she could have spent her whole life in a wrestling ring. You spend that much time away from it. You know, hopefully she's, I'm sure she's been in a ring. I'm sure she's working out, taking bumps, working on her cardio. And listen, working on your cardio doesn't mean getting on an elliptical or a stairmaster. There's nothing more. If I'm going to work on my cardio, I'm hitting the ropes and I'm taking bumps and I'm hitting the ropes and I'm doing rolls and I'm hitting the ropes and I'm taking more bumps. That's the only thing that builds up your cardio for a wrestling ring, actual wrestling and being in a ring. So hopefully she's there. If not, you build the, the match around her. You work to her strengths because the, Remember, this is our show, our performance, our smoke, our mirrors. We don't have to book this for 30 minutes. Book it around the strengths of the performers. Because if you get the right match, that aftermath, where Britt, and Britt doesn't have to go over with her finish. Britt Baker does not have to make Soraya tap. I'm not looking for that. Doesn't have to power bomb her. All she's got to do is beat her with a reverse and a roll-up and get the one, two, three. Because the roll-up, then you can get the emotion. Soraya's emotional because she lost. It was first match back. She's happy she made it back. I've said it before. You get where I'm going. And the house thing. The house has been the, the, the crux of their promos. You're right, girl. This is your house. And, girl, you're welcome in our house anytime you want. Big hug. Blast in the back of the head. I love it. Could you go... First of all, I think that's the perfect scenario, Bully, and thank you for laying it out the way that you did. But 
you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations over the last couple of years about Dr. Britt Baker. After the match that she had with Thunder Rosa, that Lights Out match, we actually said that she should be the face of the company. Dr. Britt Baker actually described herself as the face of the company. Bully, on Saturday, could you go that route? Could you go the route of like, you know what, Soraya is a heel. She comes from outside the world of AEW, the IIIs in her promos. And is this the opportunity to take with Britt Baker where you make her the face of AEW? Absolutely, you can go in that route. Yes, but I don't think Soraya can do it on her own. That's where I think she'll need some backup. If Soraya goes over, she's going to need some backup heel help. Because if Soraya just beats Britt clean, then yes, the WWE girl who's been out of the ring because of a major injury for five years, waltzed back in and beat the one of the top, the top woman in AEW. I understand that Tony Storm is the champion, and I love Tony Storm, and I hate the fact that she's called the interim champion. But Britt is, Brit is the Charlotte Flair of AEW. So now some other woman is just going to walk in and beat our Charlotte Flair just like that after being on the shelf for five years, not going to be saying much about the AEW, that AEW talent. Well, you know what? I'm wondering what we're going to be talking about. But if they screw her, different story. Hey, everyone. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Sawdust Podcast Network. Throughout the week, we're providing you with a vast array of betting and fantasy insight, advice, and analysis. Check out our library of podcasts, including Fade the Noise with me and the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Fantasy Fast Track with me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston. Annie Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And Sticks and Stacks with Sean Drotar. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's get into what we saw between Moxley and MJF. And, you know... We've actually heard from some of our Busted Open Nation where even somebody who was a part of the live crowd, a little bit of confusion, some boos as well. Overall, what did you think of that final segment on Dynamite last night? I was not a fan of it. I thought it it missed as far as a go-home segment for a huge match, the main event match at Full Gear. Now... Let me ask the crowd. You. The crowd was confused. So we start off with Moxley's promo. Moxley does a decent job with his promo. Not one of Moxley's best promos. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. Okay. 
and everybody's entitled to not be a hundred percent all the time. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was a bad promo, but it certainly wasn't one of his best. Like I said, not one of his best. I mean, forgetting the night that the pay per view is on. Is it a big deal? No, but the perception is the world champion doesn't know what night the pay-per-view is on. And I'm going to say this about Moxley. Maybe this fits into the character bully. It was almost like it was very nonchalant. When he was on the mic last night, it felt very nonchalant when he was, you know, selling the beat down from the firm and it felt very nonchalant when he when he like grabbed the microphone after MJF spoke. It felt very nonchalant. I don't know if that is what he was trying to accomplish that if it, like I said if that kind of buys into the character that he's playing, but that's the feeling I got listening to John Moxley last night. That uh, now nonchalant in a cool way or nonchalant in a lazy way. Now, you know, like almost or, like or in a or in a lackadaisical way. It almost was like he was trying to be cool and I felt like maybe people took it that way, but I didn't. I felt like that's not what I wanted to see or hear from John Moxley last night. We've gotten that John Moxley before for the go home show just a couple of days away from a big pay-per-view and by the way bully this is a big pay-per-view for AEW on Saturday night make no mistake about it you know we got a lot last time out and all out in September in Chicago you know I thought that was a very good pay-per-view but nobody remembers that pay-per-view because of everything that happened after that pay-per-view a lot there's a lot of perceptions about AEW coming out of that pay-per-view in September so I feel like this is a very big pay-per-view on Saturday in New Jersey so I think I wanted to get bully a little bit more fire from my world champion than what I got last night that that's fair like I said I I didn't think it was a great segment um I the the uh, what's the name of the group that came out to the beat firm. down Moxley? The firm. Firm. I, I'm not a fan of the firm, whether or not they are aligned with uh, MJF or not remains to be seen. I didn't like Max's physicality on the firm. Max's punches looked good, but the physicality looked very slow. Very contrived. My biggest problem was with Big Kaz, with with W. Morrissey. Morrissey should not be aligned with the firm. He should not be getting lost in the sauce, lost in the shuffle. He should be his complete own entity and be aligned with somebody else. Now, maybe that's what's going to happen in the future. Maybe we see Morrissey become MJF's new Wardlow or something to that fact. But I hate the fact that MJF came in and Morrissey goozled him, and then there was just that very nonchalant kick in the balls. None of it really worked last night. I thought MJF's promo was strong, but by then, I wasn't into it. There were there were people there that were definitely on MJF's side, but I also heard audible boos for MJF, which is normal because there's so many Moxley fans out there. When that segment was over, I saw people standing on their feet 
not making a lot of noise. And I tried to really concentrate on the people in the front row that I could see. And they looked very confused. Yeah. And I think it starts with the firm. I know you and I talked about like aces and eights a few weeks ago and about the whole story with you as the president of aces and eights and the story with you and Jeff Hardy for the world championship. I almost feel like this needs to be an aces and eights situation with with MJF in the firm, because if it's not bully, then that's the last I ever want to see the firm. Like if, if the firm is, if I'm supposed to buy in the firm moving forward, unless, unless bully, there is some storyline that hasn't played played out yet with MJF. I don't ever need to see the firm again, the way MJF disposed of every member of the firm last night. Why would you ever want to see them again? Other than Stokey Hathaway or Stokey or Stokely. Uh, Stokely, Stokely Hathaway. Other than Stokely and Morrissey, I don't know anybody in the firm. Well, I think you know them, but it doesn't fit in with the firm and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter a lot when it comes to, to that group right now. The group is not very memorable there. It, it's a disconnect for me. Well, Bully, the fact that you're saying that you don't know the members tells you all you need to know because there's some heavy hitters there. I mean, you have Ethan Page, you have the, you know, you have Austin and Colton Gunn. You know, like these Austin are Austin and Colton in the ring last night. Yes, that's how under the radar it went to me. I guess I was so. I guess I think last night that I was so annoyed with the treatment of Morrissey that everything just got, it, it got away from me last night. Understood. And unless again, unless this is some kind of convoluted aces and eights type of storyline with, with MJF in the firm, by God, please, I do not want to see the firm on Saturday, get involved in this match whatsoever. Cause it's because I think if the firm comes out, you're going to lose that crowd on Saturday night because I think that's why you lost the crowd last night in Connecticut, Bully. I don't want them involved at all. I want this to be about Moxley and MJF. You keep comparing it to the Aces and Eights, and I understand why. There was so much depth to that story. There was nine months of storytelling before the unveiling, Um, and then we went back and we retold the story uh, in the same so- style of the sixth sense, where the answers were right in front of you the whole time, but you didn't see them. With the firm, there's not much depth to it. No. So I hope they're not going in that direction. And if I see the firm behind MJF, I could care less because MJF is a megastar. And unless MJF turns to Morrissey and says, kill all of these bottom feeders and stand behind me, I don't care. Bully, I'm with you. I'm completely with it's, you know, I, I listen. There's that word again, care. Yeah. And you know what? That's why if I would have seen what we saw last night, three weeks ago, a month ago, it probably wouldn't have had the same kind of impact. But the fact that it was a go home show makes me a little worried about what's going to take place on Saturday night. I do not want to see the firm interfere. Though, as the caller said before, William Regal, 
is a completely different story. William Regal just being in the back and watching this whole thing play out, I have a feeling that William Regal is going to be a major influence on the finish of the match that we see on Saturday. I keep hearing Regal's name brought up about this turn or this switch. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to it, but what what is it about Regal that people are saying? That he's going to turn on the BCC? That he's going to turn on Mox and align himself with Max? I mean, that could happen, or he's going to try to recruit Max. I think... Everything, I think everything that Regal... No, 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 no. I think everything that Regal wants out of someone, he gets from an MJF. Especially when the story plays out of the fact that Max tried out for the WWE and Regal was the one who rejected him. I think deep down, MJF wants William Regal's acceptance. And maybe we get that acceptance on Saturday night. Uh, to me, Max is too big of a star to be um, in a group where you have other members. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. When I say recruit, I don't mean to be rec- recruit him to be a part of the BCC, but to align himself with William Regal. Just like from here on out, William Regal is with MJF. Would that bother you? And do you, does he need a William Regal? What, what, no, what, what, what can, what can William Regal do for MJF that MJF can't do for himself? Well, for MJF always, it seems like his complete motivation to be where he is, is because of that rejection that he got that email he got from William Regal. It's a great foundation of a story to build upon. Don't get me wrong, but uh, let's take into a play all of the behind the scenes stuff about this whole thing that Moxley was supposed to get a vacation. And then the whole punk thing went down and he stepped back in. And is it time for Moxley to kind of just take a little bit of bit of a break and put that championship on, on Max? Maybe, or maybe we're just not going to see that break from Moxley at all. Don't forget his wife is Renee Paquette. She just started with AEW. It is on TV every week. So is that even is that break even going to happen right now, or is it or is it time to take this championship title off of Moxley? You said it, bully. We've seen this championship jump around a little bit over the last few months. Now some of that wasn't planned, but it has happened. Is it time to just keep this title around Moxley's waist for the time being? Uh, I know I originally said that. Um, I'm just wondering when the right time would be to pull the trigger with Max because this is a pretty deep story they're, te- they're telling, telling with him. And th- this is, when I can't see it clearly, that's what makes it interesting to me. That's why I need to watch. As of, at the beginning of the week, Full Gear to me was about Moxley versus MJF. That was the match that was selling me on Full Gear. After last night, the match that is selling me on full gear is Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker. 
But I definitely want to see what they do with Mox and, uh, and MJF. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.